0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Lizzie Jane and you're tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. When I was live at Forbidden Kingdom, I got the chance to sit down with Alex, also known as Versa. He has huge releases on Funkcase's label, DPMO. He just released an EP. His set at Forbidden Kingdom looked absolutely fantastic fucking wild. Not only was it his first festival set, it was his first time getting to sit down and talk about what he'd been up to over quarantine, what is next for the Versa Project, and we just shoot the shit, and it was a lot of fun. Don't forget, you can hear all of these episodes ad-free on my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash Jane. Big shout out to Rockstar Energy for providing us with drinks all weekend long, sponsoring the on-site podcast at Forbidden Kingdom. This is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast. Hey, Alex, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be out here.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's cool. It's uh, the first time that I'm doing it live at a festival, so Forbidden Kingdom sounded uh, fitting come out and talk to some uh wild bass producers you know
1: yeah definitely a crazy lineup
0: definitely are you playing today or tomorrow
1: no tomorrow
0: tomorrow okay hell yeah are you on uh the main stage or the forbidden stage Village?
1: The Village stage, yeah. Awesome. In the back corner.
0: I haven't gotten a chance to actually walk around yet, but it seems like a pretty massive festival ground. Have you walked around? I
1: just got here. We walked yeah. around a little bit. It's, yeah, it's huge. It's really nice. It's really well put together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm excited to finally walk around when it gets a little bit cooler. It's hot as fuck right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so hot. It's
1: You're crazy. Like, it's hydration.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think... Uh, insomniacs realized the the weather that happens here when they started moving the concepts down here because we never really have like festivals in the summer past sunset music yeah. festival and this is why yeah, the exactly. reasoning behind my head but for everyone listening this is alex he goes by the name versa i'm fucking stoked to have you on today Thank you. um you put out some killer releases not only over covid but prior to that um Thank how you. does it feel to be back at a festival
1: uh, it's awesome. The last festival I went to was Forbidden Kingdom, so it, it feels right. It's kind of weird. Uh-huh. I attended it last, and now I'm here playing it. So
0: that's fucking wild. I had no idea you were from South Florida. So you're from around Miami.
1: Yeah, like like 15 minutes away from Miami. Oh,
0: that's sick. So did you kind of grow up like uh, around the scene there, or were you just kind of? like bedroom producer I want to make music this is what I want to do and then you did that um,
1: I found out about DJing from a friend in high school and then kind of got into producing from there and I kind of like wasn't that into it but then later on revisited it and just was making music for fun and then I just sent music to uh, Funcase one day and,
0: that's how it started yeah,
1: that was and it.
0: that's his label DPMO um, yeah fucking gave you a platform that really put you on a whole nother level
1: yeah it was really awesome like to come out like no one had heard of me before and then all of a sudden people are freaking out like what that song that funk case had played was yep so it was yeah. pretty sick
0: i mean you're you're an og in like a lot of kids eyes so it must be cool to just be back around everybody and have the opportunity to like start playing your own sets and all that stuff
1: i'm just happy to hear the dubstep live again honestly it's so sick
0: isn't it, it it's it's really kind of surreal when it gets to the point where we didn't know when this was going to come back and yeah, now it's point, here and now it's here and it's it's like i played smf about two weeks ago and oh, really? and that was go. it was it was super sick but i just remember looking around and at that moment i was like it does not feel real right now like it it feels yeah. wild so That's, i feel like I out
1: there just yeah. now
0: yeah because it's, it's, like, you would think they would kind of start to ramp things back up, but they're just, like, we're Get ready to go. straight back to it, yeah. Fuck it, let's run it. That's yeah. that's about it. But it's amazing. I mean, I would hope that our industry would be thriving like this if we were given the opportunity to just come back from, like, yeah, nothing.
1: definitely.
0: And it was cool because, like, you lived in Florida, so you knew how we kind of operated throughout quarantine because I'm from Tampa as well. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we, we were definitely one of the only states that didn't completely shut down, but you still saw so many, like, promotion companies. And venues and shit shut down and yeah. everything. It
1: was a different world, totally.
0: Definitely. So when we went into COVID and quarantine, were you like, okay, now's the time to fucking crank out tunes? Did you start a Patreon? Like, what was your approach to saying, okay, how am I gonna continue to forward my project when there's no fucking shows that bangers are not being played out?
1: Actually, came at a crazy time because I was gonna play my debut set in Miami at the same time COVID hit, and it canceled that show. So that would have been my first debut. And then it kind of gave me time to finish up more music. And honestly, now I feel way more prepared to play a set with a lot more of my own music. So I think I took advantage of it, to be honest. It, it worked in my favor in some aspects.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, you know, that's that's the goal. I feel like in the industry that we're in, it's, I feel like we exist in the only industry where you don't necessarily have to be a musician to be a DJ and, yeah. and go up there and perform because so many people from the consumer side not only do they sometimes not give a shit, but they don't realize when you're playing your own tracks or not really playing your own tracks or playing somebody else's tracks. Yeah. So to come to, especially out of quarantine, to your set with so much new music and so much of that stuff, I feel like everyone is just... Really excited to not only see new artists, but hear new music and like forward thinking things. And I feel like out of COVID, we received some incredibly forward thinking bass music.
1: Yeah, there's been some crazy dubstep coming out all throughout COVID and and still now today. There's every day there's some crazy new record, or at least every week for sure, there's some crazy new record that I'm adding to my playlist.
0: Yeah. Are there some artists that you kind of keep your eye on or homies that you guys exchange plates, all that Um, stuff?
1: I'm really bad at talking with other producers, to be honest. I don't. I pretty much keep to myself and a few closer friends. But there's a couple names uh, recently. I've been working with Nimda. He, we did a collab recently that was pretty sick. Working with him was awesome. Uh, there's this new guy named Yokes, which I hadn't heard of before. I heard. Of him. Yeah, his new sick is uh, new shit is crazy. It's so sick. I can't. I can't even believe some of the stuff. My face when I heard some of his music. And uh, there's some other guys too. I'm really bad at names though. It's okay. Uh, I asked Yari's you how to pronounce it. it.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. At the moment, who else comes to mind?
0: No, that's a fucking awesome list. I feel like when I still go, I still like SoundCloud search in, like, black holes. Because even though I feel like yeah, SoundCloud... I get
1: lost on SoundCloud yes. every time I go on there to look for music. Yes. I love SoundCloud. I do, too. <laughs> it's
0: literally, like... It's not looked at like it used to be looked at because it used to be this premier place where you could post the bootlegs and the remixes and all of that shit. But now I feel like it's not as much so like a focal point for artists maybe playing festivals like this or artists at a certain tier level. But there's so many new producers who... Aren't necessarily trying to be DJs and perform, and they're just making music to make music, and that's where you're finding like the best plates and the people yeah, who just put yeah. up free DLs, whatever, through Toned In, through Artist LinkedIn. It's insane, and then
1: you and just it's not on Spotify. It's, yep. you have to go to SoundCloud. Yes,
0: yeah, it's it's insane, and then it's like you look on the related tracks, and you click on that, and then you click on another one, yeah. and then I'll just
1: let it play sometimes, and then I'll hear something and be like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Yeah,
0: yeah, and then half the time it's like a free download.
1: Honestly, that's, that's the best part about I'll never stop using SoundCloud, probably. No. All my friends make fun of me for it, but it's, like, that's where you find the best stuff.
0: That is where you find the best stuff. And I just feel like, especially looking at a festival like this where you have predominantly based like, artists and bass producers, like, I hate, like, hearing the same shit over and over and over again. And I feel like that's, like, so saturated yeah. and coming out of COVID. Like, everyone should have new sets. You guys should be yeah. playing new music, playing new edits, and I feel like even if it's not completely like your own music, you should really be like diving deep into promo emails or diving yeah. deep into SoundCloud to find that shit that's like the next level because that's how our scene moves forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. I spent the majority of my time just trying to make music. So like my set is probably twice as many of my own songs versus what it would have been a, like a year ago yeah. because of how much extra time I had with the pandemic to just produce and, and finish stuff that I had been wanting to finish forever. And then And then as soon as I got booked for this show, I was like, all right, that's motivation to finish bunch more projects that had just been sitting so
0: it's very hard because i feel like our type of music is made to be played out in clubs and made to be played out in systems and you know we write in a certain key because that's where the subs sit well and all of that shit and it's like when we don't have that connection you know people aren't like in their fucking kitchen frying up eggs to like rhythm like i don't i don't know i'm not and and i feel like a lot of people got more into like this melodic shit and now that we come back into bass music I feel like there's like new subgenres like the future rhythm like yep. all of that stuff that's like super dope to introduce into the whole sphere of bass music because it makes it so much more versatile and yeah I'm just I'm excited to finally walk around later and like hear what everybody's playing out and it's and it's very excited I would consider it a success coming out of COVID and it's like oh, yeah. that's what you should do as a producer yeah. like if you're in EDM and you produce your own music you should be producing or playing almost original sets at this point in my in my eyes that's my own opinion i don't know what do you think
1: oh uh, the more songs they could play from yourself i feel like the better at this point point, i mean i can still appreciate a set where people play any music as long as it's you know mixed together and it's all like coherent and the idea is there but i think it's really impressive to pull up to like a marauder or a sudden death set where they play mostly originals or like stuff you've never heard that they just made like a day before or whatever like that's that's the fun part of it for me yeah. seeing how creative they can be
0: well, I feel like that's like the special part of the genre that we exist in because if you're like in a band or you're like in, uh, even if maybe in hip hop or whatever, you can't necessarily just be on a, a plane going to a show and press export yeah. and be like ready to fucking go and ready to test it out and play it. And, you know, we're in this age of, everything's turned from analog to digital and we just exist in this realm where we can create the crazy shit like right on our laptop export it go plug in our usb and play it
1: yeah i do everything on my laptop Like and literally everything i need is on my laptop from djing to producing i, I spend all my time every song has been made on my laptop i don't know what i would do without it
0: <laughs> i would yeah so are you on mac or pc
1: i use pc I just switched to PC really someone literally told me yesterday I should switch to Mac and I just no I'm so invested in PC I can't no I can't give it up. I don't feel like learning a new system.
0: Well, I just look at, like, the specs of it. And and I I had had an old, like, Apple desktop that I was predominantly producing on. And then when we were coming out of COVID, I'd, like, started a Patreon, had, like, some other kind of sources of income. And I was like, I need to be able to, like, work on the road and write music on the road. I can't just be confined to, like, my studio room to when I want to write. And my Mac was just, like, a piece of shit. And I feel like I got this for, like three three grand pretty much and it's literally the like it can do it is indestructible unless you pour water on it, it is indestructible and like it's just so cool like switching to pc i was scared to make the switch because i've always been mac and apple really? but the fluidity on this is unmatchable that's crazy
1: i've never heard most people that are like mac fans are diehard mac fans i
0: know that's, i was yeah
1: I, I love my laptop i love being able to take it anywhere i don't think i'll I want to build a PC, but I just don't like being tied down.
0: That that was mine because I... I want to I, be able to take yeah. my
1: laptop anywhere I go just in case I want to do something on the fly. Yeah,
0: and that's how... I made the decision to do that because it was, it would have been maybe cheaper to build a PC from scratch, but I wanted to be able to take it on the go. If I was somewhere where I wanted to write, just pop it open, run all my shit. Now I can have serum, Sierra, whatever, open at the same time. And it's totally cool. And I just I it was it's a good switch. It's just like Mac has this like aesthetic to it that's very pleasing. And I feel like it's a great like college or like corporate computer. But anytime you go into any like creative outlet or facet, like you have to have something that has more processing power than that so it's like for video gaming or adobe or ableton or fl or whatever you're working on what do you work on Are fl you, fl yeah. oh shit okay for so i'm on. Now. yeah so so Ableton's so what's so
1: foreign to me
0: what yeah. so what's so good about fl
1: um i i don't think ones. i feel like if i really set aside enough time to learn ableton that i could i have it on my computer i've opened it like a handful of times just to mess around and uh yari who i mentioned earlier he was showing me how to use it and it just it hurts my brain so i stick to fl because i really like uh it makes sense to me now that i've been with it for so long the processing and effects i know a lot of people complain because there's only 10 slots on the mixer that's
0: what i've heard yeah
1: Yeah. but i mean there's workarounds for it i just make it work i feel like that's what all my music is too i just make it work you just
0: there's so (laughs) many ways to like do things and i just feel like Every DAW does the same thing, but it's just, like, a different language, I guess. Like, it's a different, like... It's like, like a
1: problem-solving exercise. Like, you have an idea, yeah. and you have to figure out how to make it work.
0: Definitely. So, when you start, like, your tunes, do you kind of have a, a method that you utilize? No. into No? 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 It's,
1: ra- it's rare I open it up with a plan, but sometimes... Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll be out somewhere, and I'll have an idea or, like, something I want to change, and I'll note it down, and I'll go back and yeah. do it later. But most of the time, when I open FL Studio, I'll just, like, blank canvas and try to make a new sound and do something with it
0: are you someone who just like bangs it out in one session
1: i'm trying to be yeah (laughs) yeah i've been trying to i feel like to be a better producer sometimes it's just use your creative energy write as much as you can and then you have a whole idea there and it's easier to finish it off that way versus doing it slow because when i do something slow i'll i'll really sit on it for a while and then i'll get stuck so my 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 personal favorite songs are usually the ones I finish the fastest like Welcome Tune I think which is my biggest song I finished so fast it's ridiculous
0: they literally before you came in they were like wait is he the guy that's like the dun 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 yeah the yeah. welcome yeah. guy you're the welcome guy <laughs> but no it's, it's, it's definitely a method that I'm trying to get better at too because I'm such like a nitpicker that I feel like everything has to be so organized yeah. I have to have like this sound design already in a folder and all of that shit and I just have to like write sometimes I'm
1: so disorganized I'm trying to get more organized and it, it's, it pays off honestly it helps your
0: workflow you, sure. like you should put
1: for sure I try
0: to at least do like a racks and a samples folder, like have a template, something like that, where I can at least get in there and I know I have like basic processing. But yeah. past that point, it's kind of like a crapshoot.
1: Yeah, basically that's that's where I'm at. I'm trying. I've, I've spent the last year organizing my samples, which aren't that extensive, but it's like enough for me to continue producing as versa. Like it's yeah. my sounds specifically, and then some other stuff, and then I have some effects racks saved. But other than that, uh, I'll usually try to do sound design from scratch you know, or resample a lot of resampling
0: what do you uh if you're not resampling like uh what do you primarily like are you resampling from other samples or will you sit in a vst and you'll design and then you'll just resample on an audio track
1: um a little bit of both yeah, what's your favorite serum the on the sphere i use serum the most for mm-hmm. sure just because i do too when i revisited producing after high school i serum was the most easy visually to learn massive was always kind of difficult for me What, even though i've used it plenty of times uh, just serum seems way more intuitive off the bat
0: have you ever tried vital
1: uh literally twice yeah all my friends are like you got to use it people keep telling me you got to use it you got to try it but i'll get to it when i get to it and then i'm sure i'll make some cool sounds with it but i'm just i feel like i still have a lot to go with serum and other ideas if i ever get stuck maybe i'll open it and like you know definitely make something cool out of it but
0: it's like never ending i feel like you can like learn so much. And then like I was listening to company talk the other day and he was just saying that why would i go to another vst when i know so much about this one and i know how to make like any sound i want to and there's still like an infinite amount of things that i can do that's pretty
1: crazy you know
0: it's wild and i feel like that's how every like vst is i've never tried massive because i've seen it incredibly intimidating but vital's pretty dope vital's cool for like melodic shit i feel like like the amount of like wavetables like and like saw waves that you can pile on. There's more than, like, two oscillators, so it's, like, it's a cool VST from that standpoint. Um, But, yeah, so what's next for the Versa project?
1: Um, I'm working on a lot of different projects right now. A few collabs, a handful of singles. I'd like to do another EP at some point. Um, Yeah, just finishing up music and trying to figure out what kind of sound I want to go for on the next big project definitely
0: are you someone who you kind of want to keep your signature sound or are you looking to evolve
1: um i want to get better as a producer and continue with the sounds that i've already established kind of so like to build and create a world around that i think would be pretty cool
0: yeah definitely i'm so sad funk case couldn't make it
1: yeah i'm heartbroken i was talking to him earlier I, i can't believe it what a bummer he was he's uh gonna stay extra tomorrow just so that he can catch my set oh
0: good good well i'm excited to see him either way i'm just i can't imagine the shit show of what they're dealing with custom wise going from country to country it's just it seems like a mess and i know they're not the only artists going through it so i really just hope as life becomes more normal it becomes easier to get all those artists over here because some of my favorite artists like base wise are overseas. Like Trampa, Bad Clot, Punk Doctor P, all of them, all the OGs, you know. So it's such a
1: challenge being overseas. Can't
0: yeah. imagine. And getting the visa. Getting a visa approved is like hell. I was talking to um, Sippy on the podcast the other day. And she was just like, you have to have a legitimate fan base. Like, you have to be able to sell out venues if you get approved for a visa to come over here. It's not like where we can kind of work our way up, have some releases, do whatever. Like, you have to have such an established base to be able to get that approved and come over here. So, it'll. um, you know, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, Any of the collabs, like Dream Collabs
1: um yeah i mean for sure the two acts i'm most hyped to see at this festival i'd love to collab with would be uh sudden death and Murata. those are those are really up there um yeah. mirada always been really high up there sudden death would be cool i feel like we can come up with something really sick but i'm not in a rush to get around to any i feel like i want to finish up more of my own stuff
0: there's no reason to rush yeah it's such, like... I
1: like to take my time with projects in general.
0: Yes. I mean, it's, it's like, something you're permanently, like, letting out for the world to hear. So, I feel like, even though in our industry, even, like, people expect us to release, like, a song every day because it just, like, disappears. Like, it's important that, like, you People take- will at
1: you and, like, what, like... Are you going to release music? Well, I just put out an EP like two months ago. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> give like, me a minute.
0: Yeah, like give it a minute. Like let it breathe. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I wish they just had like a longer shelf life, honestly. But that's just kind of the industry that's we're in. It's the nature in. of the beast, yeah. Yeah, d- Yeah. that's actually a great expression. It is the nature of the beast. But I'm really fucking hyped for you. Uh, you're going to kill yeah. your set tomorrow. What time's yeah. your set? Uh,
1: Three o'clock.
0: 3 o'clock on Village.
1: Village stage. Yeah. Hell
0: yeah. I have to go check that stage out. Alex, I greatly appreciate you sitting down with me today. Absolutely. Um, everyone, please go check out his music. We are live from Forbidden Kingdom and uh, that's it. We out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the XO Podcast. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that are returned listeners and viewers. It means the world to me. And do not forget to check out my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash Jane for a first opportunity to hear these podcasts ad-free Give us some input who you want to see on the podcast. Ask questions, one-on-one lessons, group lessons, live streams, and so much more. This is Lizzie Jane, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the EXO Podcast.